Hello and welcome to Always in Escrow with Serena Appel and Colby Burchin. Hi, Serena. How are you? Oh, I am just ecstatic right now because we are speaking with world-renowned actor Alan Wan, who is no stranger to the camera. He has had an incredible career from weatherman at Hong Kong's largest TV network to hosting exotic food and travel shows to starring in action movies and dramas, all while amassing an international fan following. He brings his incredible talent for candid conversation and humor as the co-host of the Donkeys podcast. Alan, welcome to our show. Hello, hello, hello. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. It's no wonder that your career is where it is today and that you have gained so much attention in showbiz. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Okay. So you've lived in Hong Kong and then then you made the move to Singapore. Now you reside in LA. Which of these cities that you've lived in has had the most laid back or the most demanding kind of lifestyle? <laughs> wow. wow. That's a good question. I've, I've never been asked this question. This is a good question. Um, wow. Which one? Would, I would say most demanding would definitely be Hong Kong. Hong Kong is just so fast-paced. Uh, everybody's always moving. Um, even in the TV station, um, whenever we were doing TV, it was always just so fast. It was always consistent, like nonstop. The most laid back. Actually, I'll say LA. I'll say LA definitely is the most laid back. But Singapore is a close second. Singapore is actually a close second, which is also surprising because a lot of people think Singapore is also very fast-paced. But um, I don't know. I really enjoyed Singapore. I really enjoyed Singapore. I thought the weather was nice. The people were nice. The food was good. And it was just a, it was just a really good time. Actually, I'll go back one step. I'll go back one step. So my transition from Hong Kong to Singapore was a very interesting one also at the same time. Because in Hong Kong, I was working on, at the time, I was working on a show, a TV show, a movie in Macau. And a movie in mainland China. So I was doing all three at once. And I remember getting a random phone call from a six five a plus six five number. And I'm like, plus six five. I'm like, I have no idea where this is. And it ended up being Singapore. So I picked it up and there was a producer on the other line and he was like, Hey, um, you know, I watch your stuff. Are you interested in coming to Singapore? And this is I've never been to Singapore. I've never been to Singapore and I've had a few friends who, who've lived in Singapore, you know, they would come to Hong Kong or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you would love Singapore. Uh, it's such a great place. I think you'd really enjoy it. So, um, I picked up that call and he's like, Hey, I have this role for you. Do you want to do a show here? And I was like, Hmm, <laughs> I was like, this sounds like a fun opportunity. But the problem was the time period that, um, he wanted me to go over to do the show. I had another show in Hong Kong that I already signed on to. So I was like, wow, this one's already tough because that one was coming up in maybe a few weeks. So it was a very quick transition. Like I was finishing everything that I was doing. I was finishing moving. I was finishing the TV show and this one was coming up and I ended up um, working out something with uh, Hong Kong. And then I flew over to Singapore and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was such a, cool and interesting plays. And, and they're very efficient too. I have to say they're <laughs> everything in Singapore is very, very efficient. 
So it's very funny. Um, yeah. So after that, um, from Singapore to LA, um, I thought it was just time to, to really give, you know, the big, big screen a shot. Look at that. I mean, when opportunity knocks, huh? You kind of like follow that trail. You just got to go with your intuition. You just got to go for it. All right. All right. Look at that. I, I, I do believe in that. Okay. So if you could swap roles with any character you've played, or I would say any like, you know, host position you've played for a day, who would it be and why? I would definitely choose the one that's always eating. <laughs> right. I think I think we would all choose the one that's always eating, let's be honest. Well, let's talk about all of the eating you do and the cooking. You have some healthy stuff, you have some like wonderful, you know, dishes that that you feature. Let's talk about all of that food. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you kind of like start cooking or putting it all together? I mean, like literally you you have like cooking shows, you have segments here and there, and then, you know, you're talking with brands, all of it. I mean, how did you become such a foodie? I think it all started in Hong Kong because one of my first shows um, that I did was not actually, actually was a TV show, like a drama, but at the same time I was offered a food show and I couldn't say no. I was like, absolutely, a food show, I'll, I'll absolutely do it. It was a food and travel show to Japan. And we ended up going for about a month to Japan, just traveling all over. And I think that just going to Japan, just eating all the food there, it, it just really was like, wow, this is a this is an eye-opener. That, that was my first time in Japan at the same time. And I was like, wow, this is an eye-opener. And then from there, I just really just like really got into it, really got excited to to try all the different foods around the world, you know, and then try everything in Asia as much food as possible. And then I think it really just started from there. And I was like, I really fell in love with it. And a lot of people besides like the tele, besides like the, the TV and the, the shows and stuff like that, they knew me for just the food part of it too. So it was really cool. If your acting career had a blooper reel, what would be the funniest moment you would include in it? <laughs> wow if i if i had a blooper reel uh-huh um so i am known to fall asleep anywhere fall asleep at any time at any place so i think my my blooper reel would be in between in between shots in between you know like while we're waiting you'll see me just sleeping in a chair you'll see me sleeping on uh, on the set bed you'll be sleeping seeing me sleep on the the dining room set like just at any time at any place you'll just see me knocked out and then they'll call me and i'll be like all right let's go and i'm ready to rock <laughs> whoa that's a talent in itself like quick quick to fall asleep and then quick to just get back up my gosh yeah. wow <laughs> okay so okay this is we're getting into skills that's definitely interesting what's the weirdest skill or talent you've acquired for a role that you thought you'd never need i don't know if i have a weirdest talent but i would say that um the talent that i enjoy the most or something that i've learned uh throughout the years that i i think is the most fun is definitely doing stunt work um i like to do my own stunts i like to as much as possible, as much as they allow me to do it. Um, I like to do my own stunts, a lot of 
just jumping around, fighting, um, weapons, stuff like that. I think it's just very interesting and very fun thing to do when in real life you wouldn't actually be doing these things. You know what I mean? So it's really fun during that entire training process. So usually during like a, like a TV show or movie, um, we'll train for, for weeks to months on just certain things. And I think just in that process, yeah, it's sometimes it's tedious, but at the same time, uh, you just enjoy every moment of it. And I think I really love that part. We'd love to hear about specific training. We'd love to hear about some preparation for, you know, portraying those characters. Yeah. Um, really when you go into an action role, there's a lot of things that you have to do prior to that. And I would say the, the least fun part, but also maybe two weeks into it, it starts to get very fun is the eating portion. Okay. The eating portion, because I love food, (laughs) (laughs) because I love food so much for the first two weeks, I'm every day I'm wake up and I'm like, I just want to eat some good food. You just want to, just want to eat something delicious and you can't because you just have to, you have to really buckle down and get into shape and, you know, have a meal plan and have everything set up so that your body's in tip top condition so that you can do everything that they're asking you to do. So I would say that part is definitely the least fun (laughs) and the hardest part. Um, but yeah, going back to it, just, you know, going into all the training, um, one of my favorite studios is in Singapore and they're called Sandbox. And, um, a good friend of mine, he, you know, I've been training with him over there for, for years and, um, they're just really advanced and I really enjoy working and just doing stuff there. Um, one of my favorite things to do is definitely wire work. So with wire work, you know, you're, you're really getting to fly around, jump around, do spin circles and stuff like that. So that part is really exciting. Mental plus a lot of demand on your body. A lot of demand, a lot of demand. Um, I remember the first time I started to do um, stunt work for, and, and it happens a lot, actually. Like, I remember the first time... Um, there was this, there was kind of, we were in this house and there was kind of this ledge and I had to jump and hit the wall, land on the floor and then kind of get back up. And I was like, I was like, "Eh, I got got this. I got this. No problem. (laughs) And the director's like, you sure you want to do it? We have a stunt double. If you want to, if if you want to, I'm like, no, I got this. I got this. Uh, And it was like action. And I run, run, run. I jump, slam the wall. Number one, I almost missed because it, it wasn't a wall. It was like a ledge. So I remember hitting the ledge and it was like half my body was kind of rocking, you know, that tipping point. Yeah. And yeah, and I was running full speed and I hit that, I hit that part. I was like, oh, slight tipping point. But I ended up catching, like still being on, slamming down onto the ground and then just getting back up and still being in character. This, everything's rolling. I'm like, and they're like cutting. I was like, oh, I was like, oh. I was like, whoo, that, that, I felt that one. I felt that one. <laughs> but it, it was fun though. It was fun though. So let's talk, let's talk about your fans. How, how you approach and interact with fans? Um, 
ha- have any left a lasting impression on you that you could share? A lot of them do actually. A lot of a lot of my fans, I really appreciate them. I love them. Um, they're really great. They're really great. Like I chat with them all the time um, through Instagram, through whatever portals on social media, um, and a lot of times I don't, I don't, I don't see them as fans. I just see them as as friends. You know, like we, we just chat about random things. You know, sometimes they'll ask me questions. And um, on my spare time, I'll be like, hey, what's up? How are you? You know, and I'll check in on them. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Donkeys podcast. You have great chemistry with your co-host, who's also your friend. And you guys have a lot of fun. I mean, you're talking, you're improvising. Sometimes we see you very surprised by the questions too. But um, tell our audience how they can find you and, and what you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, my podcast is called The Donkeys Podcast, and it is a podcast that is uh, coming to Spotify um, early next year. I'm not going to give it a specific date, but it's coming uh, early in, I want to say, January. And then currently, we're uh, just on TikTok, um, Instagram, and also YouTube Shorts. Yeah, we we see you having a lot of fun on that. So we can't wait for you to come to Spotify. That's awesome. Just another another audience to to check you out and check out that show. It's funny because uh, Keyshawn's my really good friend. He's one of my best friends. And I went up to him. Actually, he came over to my house and I'm like, I sat him down. I'm like, listen, I got this great idea. Like, (laughs) we got this great idea. Um, we're just going to start a podcast. And he was sitting there just like looking at me. He's like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? No. Like I was super excited. I was super excited. I was, I knew it was coming over and I was like, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pitch him this great idea. He's going to say yes. I'm like thinking in my head, like, this is going to go perfect. I'm like, it's going to say yes. And then we're going to start and we're going to do this and do this and talk about that. And then he just, he just shut me down right away. He was like, no. I was like, what do you mean? No. And he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, I don't know if I want to do it with you. And like, what do you mean you don't want to you don't want to do it with me? But in the end, um, it's funny. I had to do like a PowerPoint presentation to him. I had to sit him down. Serena, <laughs> yeah. is that like you and me? No, we we did not have to present anything to each other. We were just like, let's just we're go ready. for it. Okay, let's do it. Pat each other's back. Let's go. You, you're doing great. You're doing great. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. That's how, that's how it should be. So I hope that when Kishan sees this, he knows. All right, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, Al, what projects are on the horizon? Tell us. Oh, that's a good one. So, um, I can't say at the same time. We'll be tuning in. Yes, you'll be tuning in. Yeah, following along, and um, we loved having you on our show. We were just kind of cracking the surface here because we like to scratch away at, at the beginnings and get into it, but we had a great time. Thanks so much for coming on, Alan. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time myself. Mm-hmm.